0: Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. Welcome, welcome. Today, we have a very fundamental topic to cover. Today, we're going to be talking about healing the relationship with your father, healing the father wound. Uh, This one runs deep, you guys. 70% of humanity are afflicted with some version of father trauma. And the other 20%, well, I mean, I know there are 30 left. There's about 10% that have a harmonious relationship with their dad on planet Earth. 70 that have a messed up relationship with their dad or some type of dynamics that were really, really hard growing up. And 20% are kind of like in the in-between state, neither here nor there. That being said, I think this episode is in some ways long overdue. We spoke about the mother episode. Oh, sorry, about the mother wound um, in the past episode. and. I figured we might as well just keep going. Before we dive in, um, just a couple of housekeeping items. If you don't, um, if you haven't subscribed to me on YouTube, I am at This Is Maria. Maria is spelled M-A-R-I-Y-A. Uh, there's, um, you know, we, we upload new YouTube videos every Wednesday, so um, come check it out. And if you haven't read my book, um, 72 Keys to Manifestation, or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. I strongly recommend it, it, albeit I may be a little bit biased, but (laughs) Um, it is a very charged book. It is a very good book. Um, It is a book that will help you unlock your personal well of abundance. Um, It is a book that teaches you manifestation in 72 days. Every day is a key that contains a little bit of theory, a lot of practice, and you can do them in the order that they're presented in the book or in the random order. Literally, you could just open the book randomly the way you would do with a tarot deck on a particular day and you would be most aligned with the teachings from that day, so um, it's kind of fun that way. Again, it's available on Amazon, check it out. Yeah, and thank you for, you know, sending me all the wonderful DMs on Instagram, sending me all of your questions and suggestions for future episodes, I love hearing from you. Thank you for rating um, our podcast. If you can you know, give us um, a rating after you're done listening to this episode, it would be greatly appreciated. That way more people can find our content. That's it. Why don't we dive into healing the father relationship? Healing the father wound is actually the first key <laughs> in my book, and I cannot begin to tell you. How many people have reached out to me after reading the book saying that that chapter was transformative for them and how much they needed to read it and how much they needed to address their relation with their father and i knew that i was going to have to make this episode the fatherhood wound runs deep uh, the patriarchy wound runs deep for many many generations on planet earth uh, the feminine collective feminine had to play a secondary role, a subordinate role, a victim role, to the patriarch, to the master, slave master um, of the masculinity, which is not to say that it was men versus women only. We are all beings that contain both energies within. And even within our own bodies, our masculine has been playing tricks on the feminine. And so it is no wonder that a lot of people don't come into a good relationship with their father. They don't come into a good relationship with their own inner masculinity, having to become either too masculine or too feminine, having to sometimes resort to forcing things and controlling behaviors instead of, let's say, things like diplomacy. The state of the divine masculine today on this planet Uh, requires healing in general in terms of where the masculine is currently located as it relates to the chakral system the masculine currently dwells in the solar plexus it is a slow evolutionary process for humanity so initially um you know when uh, this the homo sapiens species just begun um, we started with masculinity dwelling in the root chakra and the femininity dwelled in the sacral, we have scenes upgraded with the masculinity dwelling in the solar plexus and the femininity dwelling in the in the heart. What does this tell you? This tells you that if you're experiencing a relationship, sorry, a hardship or a trauma around your mother, most likely she hurt you in the heart space. If you're experiencing a relationship trauma with your father, most likely he hurt you in your solar plexus, and you don't even know it. And so you go through life faking it until you make it. But the problem is, as years go by, certain things just become more and more unresolved. Certain traumas become more and more solidified. They become so ingrained in who you are that at one point you stop considering them as something that is worth letting go of and just start thinking of them as yours and belonging to you and having the rightful place inside of your body your mind your auric field that is why it you know with age it's harder and harder to release some of this childhood thing some of the parent child relationship things but because this is a year of karmic return some of you may have already come full circle some of you have may have already been faced with the fact that it's now or never you may have to deal with it uh, very often, um, and actually it's interesting, Interesting. maybe I'll, I'll dive into genders. Both genders obviously have issues around fatherhood and relationship with a dad. With the girls, very often, I mean, obviously we have a lot of divorce. Uh, divorce is um, just the fact of life. So you have a lot of children, male and female, that end up staying with a mother um, as a primary caretaker, so you have a lot of whole lot of trauma around dad being absent on the planet Earth. Dad being absent, and then a lot of children blame themselves, and that, you know, as a grown-up, it feels really counterintuitive. But as a child, you cannot help but blame yourself, or you cannot help but think that you could have done something differently to help your parents stay together. So there is a lot of that type of trauma that enough of you are carrying with you. Very often in, in in females and women that have a father that abandoned them or died really early, they're gonna have this issue with trust with men in, in, in their life. They're gonna have a hard time committing because they don't feel like the masculinity is reliable. And because of that, they're either gonna be attracting a lot of relationships that don't quite stick Or are going to not choose not to commit because when they commit they open themselves up to being hurt and being left just like their mother was so there's a whole lot of that type of trauma with women with boys who are left they don't have a father figure and so very often they're not able to be the rock because the masculine energies are very stable energies. So they are like a pillar of light, if you will. And feminine energies are very amorphous energies that are supposed to wrap themselves around the very strong core, right? That's why men in relationships are very often called husbands, the rock of the family, or like women would say, you're my rock, is because masculinity, ma- masculine energies are supposed to provide stability. The rock around which the female can coil around or wrap around. And so if the boy does not have a father figure in their life, they're not going to be able to learn how to build that rock within. And so very often, as a byproduct, they're either not going to have a very good sense of self-worth. By the way, this goes for both genders. Like self-worth issues without a dad are like a thing. Um, Or they're not going to have very strong opinions. And, which is also true for both genders, because Having either an absentee father or just a bad relationship with your father, and we're going to get to that in a second, impacts your solar plexus as such it impacts your ability to manifest things in reality, to impact change in reality, to be in massive action, to get things done, to achieve things, to create the life that you want for yourself, etc, etc, etc these people would always experience a lack of resources to some degree. If you um, have, you know, a father that lived with you in the same house as you were growing up, that still opens up a lot of other issues. Um, there's a lot around over-controlling fathers, and I would say that, um, not that the relationship with love uh, in the on, on, on this planet is that great, like across any gender, but I would say a lot of fathers are like the poster children for conditional love. So it's almost like they're like, okay, well, I will love you, but if you, you know, you have to be XYZ, do XYZ, get to XYZ place. So all of these conditions that are placed upon children. And so it's almost like a lot of children are growing up, feeling like there's some invisible bar that they have to hit in order to make their father happy. And then they're perpetually failing, right? So that creates a lot of trauma. Now, of course, there's also physicality of physical abuse uh, because men actually haven't healed their relationship with their strength. And so sometimes they abuse strength. There's also other types of like more subtle trauma around, you know, boys specifically growing up when the father was mistreating the mom and they felt like powerless to protect the mother or intervene on mother's behalf. And that again goes back to an unhealed or rather a wounded solar plexus because your solar plexus is your place of power. So if you have a broken relationship with your father, you are not gonna feel empowered. In fact, you're gonna feel quite powerless to external circumstance of your life. Let's look at the flip side. The flip side, somebody who has a good relationship with their father, they are they tend to be more optimistic. On the flip side, people who didn't have a good relationship with their father tend to be either pessimistic or realistic. Real, realism, right, or pragmatism, whatever you want to call it, is a byproduct of not such a great relationship with your father. Just saying. Not a product of rational society in and of itself but a product of that such a great relationship with your dad. So confidence, right? Feeling confident in your own skin, knowing that you will achieve the things that you want to achieve um, are all the byproducts of having a good relationship with your father. Very often, you know, being, if not wealthy, then fairly well off, right? So your relationship with cash and material gains, like anything, like houses, you know, whatever whatever is important to you in the material sense is a lot easier to gain if you have a naturally good relation with your father. Now, since we know most people don't, or at least there are some rough patches along the way, healing your relationship with your father is worth considering, right? If you're not experiencing um, the positive side of the solar plexus, what are also some of the dead giveaways like what are some of the signs that um you have a bad relationship with your father or don't have a healed relationship your um there's something about the you and the energies of fire that is not gonna mix very well together all kinds of fire uh, for instance um anywhere from the sun to i do not know, like bonfires how have how have i noticed this um like i don't know people developing an allergy to the sun all of a sudden or people who burn easily and I've, I've noticed people who are, are afraid of being cremated. All of these signs are essentially, you You don't have a good relationship with the fire energies. You don't have a good relationship with the fire energies. You don't have a good relationship with the sun. By default, you don't have a relationship, a good relationship with your father. So they all go hand in hand, right? Healing your solar, solar plexus, healing your relationship with the sun is correlated to healing your relationship with your father. It's all yellow center energies, right? And of course, on the other side, having worked through that trauma, you're going to come, you know, you're going to walk out a completely renewed human being. Better decision-making capabilities, ability to trust yourself, to trust your gut feeling, ability to choose, you know, make your own choices, ability to stand on your own two feet, Um, not to try to please others, you know, so personal boundaries as well and personal space. No, the ability to say no to things, as well as, you know, um, ability to build, you know, to commit to things. That's also the, the solar plexus energy, right? Because it requires strength to be able to commit. A personal strength, like personal strength of will lives here, right? So it's your ability to take responsibility, no pun intended. It's your ability to do the things that you said you were going to do. So your reliability is gonna go way up through the charts, right? your ability to be a good partner also because you're not going to want to avoid responsibility you're not going to want to avoid hard conversations. you're not going to want to have to avoid committing or providing you know or being available emotionally and otherwise. you're not going to want to do the whole avoidance situation right so being fully present with your partner being there for them right being their safe haven as well because the the masculinity within and without, is supposed to be a safe haven. It's supposed to be our safe space. It's supposed to be that protective shell that can cuddle our inner femininity. And because of that, it is supposed to feel like a safe space, right? So your ability to create safe space for others, hold space for them, is also, at least in some part, related to your relationship with your father. All right, so a lot of father trauma Very different flavors, just like with the mother trauma, because again, a very large percentage of humanity is uh, uh, afflicted with this. First things first, if your relationship with your father is broken, your relationship with your inner masculinity is broken, what do I mean by that? A broken relationship is either too much or too little. So either you don't have enough um, masculine energies coursing through your body, and that means that you're going to be meek and decisive a little bit like neither here nor there like a little wishy-washy um sometimes you may be even cold to feminine um you know if you're maybe not supposed to be feminine <laughs> you're gonna have like a whole lot of trouble with like decision making and you would want to put it on to others to make decisions you don't want to be you wouldn't want to be in a position of power or like a managerial role or a position of being like noticed or seen like you're not going to want to do any of that right so that is the byproduct of not having enough masculinity in you and then the opposite the flip side of that is too much masculine that is when your inner masculine takes over your inner feminine that is when you're too opinionated that is when you become my way or the highway that is when you become inconsiderate of others. Speaking instead of listening, when you use an abuse force, right? So instead of explaining your rationale, you would just be like, just do as I said, and you would make other people essentially. So it's, it, it's exuding force in a, in a way that is detrimental to others. Uh, too much masculinity and not enough femininity is also rigidity. Right? It's a very rigid place to be. It could be a lot of anger, having a lot of anger inside. Uh, or just rampant emotions that are not feminine emotions. Um, yeah, Like losing your temper, I guess, the same thing as anger. Or becoming verbally abusive, for instance, as well. Right, Too much unbalanced masculinity. So what you want to do, what you would want to do first, right is balance your masculine energies. And the way you would want to do that is you uh, is you would want to imagine that you're standing atop a yellow sphere of light. And yellow sphere in this particular case is going to represent healthy masculinity. And you would want to start accepting The energies from that yellow sphere with your with the right sole of your foot, with the sole of your right foot. So you just would um you kind of like want to open up the bottom of your foot, the sole, and almost like a portal, and you want to start sucking in that beautiful golden energy. Golden yellow. I mean, it's kind of the same spectrum to be fair, to be honest. And so you want to watch it go up your right leg, right? and then culminate in your solar plexus area, creating like a little vortex in the middle of your belly. And then you want to keep drawing that loop, so taking that yellow energy from the solar plexus and bring it down, bringing it down your left leg and releasing it into the yellow sphere of energy. So what this would enable you to do is Invite in the right kind of masculinity and let go of anything that is imbalanced in how your personal masculine is acting. So that is kind of like the first through balancing act. I always recommend writing a letter to a parent that you have um, a bad relationship with because too many people are holding on to too much trauma. And we kind of alluded that and we talked about that in the mother episode as well, in the mother wound episode. Where um, you know, if your heart was a castle, there is a dungeon in that castle with all kinds of baggage around your mother relationship. With your father, that is also the case. Although the castle in this case is in your solar plexus center, and it's a yellow sand castle, and that sand castle also has a dungeon, and the dungeon has sometimes more than one room that are all cluttered with the things that your dad didn't do right, or you know did too much of, not enough of, all of it. Like every flavor and morsel of drama, trauma that you've ever inherited from your father or it happened in your life because of your father is going to be stored there. So a really, really good exercise would be to imagine that there is a waterfall of white light or golden light that penetrates Into the deep dungeons where you're storing away all of the dirt and nastiness. um, All of the things that you have never forgiven your father for. And just allow that waterfall to wash away all of these things. All of them and just carry them into another portal or another dimension or what have you. um, And really spend some good time doing spring cleaning in the dirty dungeons of your solar plexus sand castle. Writing a letter to your father could be a very healing exercise. The interesting uh, technique that you could leverage is you could write two letters. So the first letter is really the letting go letter. And by letting go, I mean of the trauma and of the feelings. Because most people, if, if you resist the trauma, you don't really process your feelings. And so that you store them away in your body. And until they are accepted and addressed, they're gonna stay in your body for generations. So that first letter that you write to your father, by the way, you, don't, you would never have to mail it to your father or show it to your father or read it out loud, so just be honest. So the first letter should talk through all of the things, all of the dust under the rug, all of the pink elephants in the room, right? And the second letter could be you rewriting the past. We live in a quantum universe, so uh, your past impacts your future because your past exists in your body in a form of information and light codes. Your past is stuck in your auric field as a memory. And as such, it impacts your present and impacts your future. It is something that can't be rewritten. It's a virtual system after all. The matrix is a virtual system. So your second letter to your father could be a story of how things could have been. But you write it. You should write it as if that's how they happened. And you can go into traumatic experiences in your past and change the endings on those stories. And like literally just write them as if it was an autobiography. This, by the way, could be extremely healing. And it would be the more healing, the more time you put into it. Because you could even go into every single traumatic relationship, sorry, not relationship, experience from your past with your father and rewrite it start to finish or middle to the end. You know, like you, you get to rewrite parts of it, all of it doesn't really matter. You get to write the new story. And then when you rewrote it, bring that paper into your heart space. It's it's actually good to physically write it, by the way. You could type it and print it out. That's fine as well. Or if you're going to type it on your phone, you're going to have to bring the phone to your heart space. And so you would essentially bring that paper to your heart space. And you should say something along the lines of, I accept the codes of this letter, of this story, as the ultimate truth of the universe. And so essentially, by accepting that as the new truth, you rewrite the old codes when you're ready it could be extremely healing, extremely healing. I also find that um, because men, as well as women, but men in particular, don't really like talking about their feelings all that much. There's so much that tends to be unsaid between fathers and children. And very often what remains to be unsaid are the most important things. You know, things around things that are loving and tender and caring and gentle, things that build you up instead of tearing you down. And so I have like another quick thought for you around how you can build your relationship with your father because essentially um, you would need to imagine your relationship with your father as like a vessel. Think of it as like a a lap tube. And if if the relationship is good, that lap tube is going to be filled with beautiful canary yellow energy. By the way, you can do this diagnostic right now and tell me how how full your tube is. If the tube is cracked, or the energy inside is not yellow, canary, or dirty, but it is dirty brown, let's say, or if the tube is half filled or three quarters filled, you know that you can do better in terms of your relationship with your father. And so one thing that I find that is really, really helpful is for people to actually understand how their dad truly feels about them at soul level. So what we could do is a writing exercise as well, slash meditation, it's kind of like two in one. So you would grab a seat at your writing desk, you would close your eyes. And here's what you would need to do. You would need to momentarily transfer your conscious, or rather connect to your father's consciousness so again, let me repeat that. You would need to connect to your father's consciousness and enable and allow that consciousness to enter your body for a quick second. So here's what you would, would imagine. You would imagine that right above your head, there is a sphere that looks like plasma. So it's kind of like a mirror surface-like sphere. looks like plasma or maybe mercury, if you guys know what mercury looks like. That is right atop your head. That sphere represents your father's consciousness. I want you to imagine that you are creating four bridges between your crown area, the top of your head, and that sphere. So literally start imagining the first bridge dropping between your crown center and that sphere that represents your father's consciousness. Then create a second bridge, the third, and the fourth. Once the four bridges are established, you would need to say a little declaration that for the duration of this exercise, you would like to merge with the consciousness of your father. So it would sound like, um, I am inviting the consciousness of my father to descend into my body so I can go through this healing exercise at this moment in time. The consciousness will stay with me for as long as I am doing the exercise and not a minute longer. And so it is. And so when you say something along these lines, by the way, you can freestyle. It doesn't have to be this exact wording. You would notice how literally something is descending upon you. And it's not like you're going to stop feeling like yourself, but you're going to feel like there is something that's different in your auric field. And... From this place, I want you to actually open your eyes and don't worry about it. And you are going to start writing. And this is a letter from your dad to you. And the letter should start with this, or like should be titled in this way These are all of the things I love and appreciate about you, my daughter or my son. Right? So your father, your father's soul, is going to write a letter through you to you listing all of the things why your father loves you and things you're special. You can make it a bulleted list. You can just make it an essay, whatever feels right to you. You would be surprised what comes through. You would be surprised how many amazing things you are able to download our hands by the way are naturally connected to the informational field unless we get in the way so don't get in the way and you're gonna be fine so just allow you know don't overthink the process just move with the process keep doing the exercise keep writing until there's something to write and then You know, it's actually really, really important to thank your father, you know, once this conversation is over, once the exercise is over, and I want you to sit and reread that letter and sit with it for some time, Uh, because when you reread it just from your perspective and your own consciousness, without your consciousness being mixed in with the consciousness of your father, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel very healing. And as you're reading it to yourself, you may choose to read it out loud. And I want you to notice, or rather prep yourself before you would read the letter from your father to you out loud. You would open up two of your chakras, the heart and the solar plexus, the yellow and the green. And you would open them up, and imagine that they open up like two flowers. Whatever flowers, it doesn't really matter. Um, So the green flower and the yellow flower. And I want you to imagine as you're reading your father's letter to you, that both of these centers are incredibly receptive and they're almost receiving light codes from this letter onto the petals, onto their petals. And that is how you essentially open up the line of communication between you and the soul of your father. There's another thing that you could do that is a little bit more esoteric. So um, if you close your eyes and imagine that your father is standing in front of you, The first thing that you want to imagine is this. You want to imagine that there is a sun that is shining in the sky. Very often, your father cannot share healthy solar plexus energies with you because your father doesn't have healthy solar plexus energies himself. Because he was a child once, and when he was growing up, this life was tough with him or for him. He didn't come into a perfect planet He came into a planet of third-dimensional pain and suffering. And so his father before him and the father before him suffered on this planet. So I want you to recognize and acknowledge how hard it is, it was and it is for your dad to bear all of this responsibility for himself, for you, perhaps for your mom, there is that inherent expectation on planet Earth that men are going to carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. That's why a lot of men have back pain and neck pain, even more so than women, because they have been carrying on too damn much for too damn long. And something's got to give. And I want, I want you to feel into the pain of your masculine lineage for a second, all the men on your father's side, See the depth of their trauma. See the depth of their suffering. See how strong they had to be despite all odds. They had to step up to the occasion all the time. Rain or fog or sunshine. If there was war, they were the first one to go to war. You know? If there was famine, they they were the ones with the responsibility to feed their family, right? They had to be strong, even when they could not be strong, even when they were tired and sick and just done with it all. They had to be strong. That was the expectation. And that expectation lives in your back and your neck, too, like a heavy freaking backpack. All the weight of all of these expectations. like You must man up. Just because you're a guy, you should do this, right? All of that. Your father's lineage had that. Just be present to the weight of that responsibility for a quick second. Not an easy, not an easy weight to bear. Not an easy one. And now I want you to notice that the sun is shining and right at top, both of your heads, yours and your father's, there are these little gilded bowls, empty bowls, and they're becoming filled with sunlight, as if sunlight was liquid. All these receptacles are filling, both of them, are filling with the light of the creator, the light of source energy. And as that happens, I want you to notice that there is a large backpack behind you, on your back, of all the things, all the responsibilities that you carry that don't belong to you or your lineage. And the same thing for your father. I want you to finally take it off, let it go, throw it into a portal to another dimension, burn it if you must, cut it out in ribbons, do whatever you need to do to get rid of that weight. And help your father to get rid of that weight too. Because when his load becomes lighter, he's going to be able to show up for you better in the way that he was meant to show up for you all these years. Because how could he possibly love you unconditionally? if he himself was never unconditionally loved, when he himself had to bear the consequence of all of these conditions put upon his, you know, his body. You know, do this, don't do that. Have to be this, have to be responsible, have to, you know, feed your kids, all of that good stuff. Had to get a job, like work sometimes two jobs, three jobs. You know, really do the hard work. And now I want you to imagine that this light that is gathering for both of you on top of your heads is starting to trickle down to both of your solar plexus, chakras in the middle of your belly. And I want you to notice that both of your bellies right now are filled with yellow that is not pur- pure pristine canary yellow. It's filled with yellow that is you know, various shades of brown or gray or, you know, well, some of you will even have a black almost, blackish or um, a- like ashy yellow, if that makes sense. And so it is time for a massive spring cleaning of all of your masculine centers. And so imagine that for yourself and for your father, this pure sunlight is getting straight in the middle of the mess of the darkness inside of your solar plexus and starting to clear things up removing the dirt the dusk the debris all of the nastiness and in its wake there is only pure canary yellow light that remains you can also work with gold it's the same really the same energy same spectrum yellow gold is, is the same spectrum of energy the same thing as white and silver and diamond. There's like white solar diamond. It's the same spectrum essentially. That was a tangent. You didn't need to know that. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> Bonus content. Um, okay, so imagine, right, that all of your yellow is healing and clearing and the same thing for your dad. And from there, I want you to imagine that there is a cord of yellow light that stretches from your father's solar plexus to your solar plexus connecting your solar plexus centers with your mother was belly button to belly button in a previous episode with you it's solar plexus to solar plexus it's an energy connection your father didn't technically give birth to you not physically right so your connection with him is purely etheric or energetic in nature and so we're going to heal it on the energetic level and so you build that bridge between two of your solar plexus centers And allow that bridge, allow for it to become your personal communication device and allow yourself to receive the yellow energies, purified and clean and clear, from your father belly. So you're going to be tapping into two sources, your father and the son. Again, because you are the child, your father is the donor. Do not worry about taking from your father. That is the natural progression, the natural law of life. That is normal. What is not normal is not taking from your father, which is what enough of you have been doing, unfortunately. It's time to give up the old paradigm. It's time to drop the old constraints that are still constricting your body. It's time to rewrite the codes. It's time to open up new pathways. It's time to become the new you, the more empowered version of you. And it starts with building a strong bridge between you and your father. If that bridge that you're building right now is too flimsy or small, or you know can fall apart any second, build it better, build it stronger. Amplify it. Increase it. Um, I don't know, 10x it, 100x it if you must. Do what you need to do, but that connection plexus to plexus, Whether you see it as a bridge, pillar a tube (laughs) Uh, there's no wrong answer as long as it is strong right needs to be strong so build that build that if you have resistance around receiving energy from your father because your father hurt you or something else happened where your father just didn't feel safe. I want you to imagine that there is a little gatekeeper. Like we're going to place a gatekeeper straight in the middle of your belly. This gatekeeper is going to be an angelic being, if you will. And this gatekeeper is going to make sure that there is a little filtration system Right, like allow the little gatekeeper, this little baby angel, to install a little filter in the middle of your belly. It looks like it's made of white light, but it looks like a sieve, if that makes sense. So enable that filter to be placed right where the traffic comes off of the bridge that you just built with your father. And you get to program this filter however you want. So you get to decide that you can only, and you only wanna take the energies from your father that are healthy and good for you. None of the stuff that is gonna hurt you, none of the stuff that's going to harm you, right? So you get to install protective mechanisms if you want to, that is up to you. If that makes you feel safer, if that is what it takes for you to take, finally get the energy from your father, so be it please do it now because we've already cleared up a lot inside of your father's solar plexus the energy that's flowing from him to you is going to be by default good energy so there's nothing for you to worry about couple of things you want to be working with your biological father not your adoptive father for this Those are very different energies. Your adoptive father, although you may call him father, technically does not really owe you that, um, let's just say karmically, your adoptive father doesn't owe you this little bridge of yellow light. It's your father that does. So go to whoever whoever owes you things, (laughs) if that makes sense. That's one. And again, do not worry if your father is no longer living. This is still a working exercise. Again, this bridge exists up until your last day, like the last day of your life, right? For as long as you live, the bridge is here. So don't you worry, it's not going to disappear. All right, I wanted to get some questions around the fatherhood wound or healing your relationship with your father from the collective. Anything that I can help clear up for you, as long as it serves the collective, Speak now. Um, how can I forgive my father for the physical abuse in my childhood? One thing that is somewhat counterintuitive and a little bit controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your father is not a random figure in your life. And I mentioned that in, in the past episode about mother healing as well. Your, your soul was exceptionally selective at who became your father in this incarnation. What do you think are the odds that your higher self didn't know that your father would be physically abusive if your father was physically abusive. The odds are pretty much zero. Your higher self most likely knew the tendencies of your dad to be physically abusive and lose his temper. And it sent you here anyway. In fact, it selected from billions of potential fathers, it selected this one and maybe even recruited this father of yours to join you on this mission. Why? Why did it do that? Because the lessons that your father inadvertently, subconsciously taught you through this, through his behavior, are worth it from the perspective of your higher self. Yes, it's trials and tribulations and being physically abused is excruciatingly awful. The pain of that is big. Big, fat, huge, dark. But you need to be asking yourself, why did I choose this? Stop thinking that you are powerless in this. You have never been powerless. You haven't been powerless when you selected this experience and you're sure are not powerless right now. So as long as you play the victim in this, you're never gonna be presented the right answers. So you have to switch and flip your polarity from the victim to the one being in charge. So if you start relating to yourself as the one in charge of this whole situation, the one in full control of the whole situation, the one 100% responsible for selecting this father, then the next logical question you would ask yourself is why the heck did I do it? And then you must receive an answer from the universe. Whatever happened between you and your father, he made you who you are today. And who you are today, you need that person for some reason to complete your mission the way you're supposed to complete your mission. So anytime you have resistance around forgiving your father, understand that what you're trying to forgive him for is the experience that you have so craved at soul level that you chose this person to become your father. It was your desire, your craving, and your choice. So in fact, let me flip that on its head. And instead of forgiving your father, why don't you forgive yourself for selecting this? (gasps) But in order to be able to do that, you need to understand the bigger picture. And that is one of the harder things to do be below, like in in a, in a physically um, in a in a physical third dimensional world, because most people have no idea why they showed up and they have no idea what their purpose in life is. So if it's still if you're looking at your father and everything that he's done to you in your life and it still doesn't make sense why he was the best father for you, you should be asking yourself what do I not know about me, and what do I not myself, and what do I not know about my mission that this picture doesn't make sense to me. And so you would probably want to listen to my episode about the North Star and connecting with your purpose. Because if you understood why you showed up, if you knew what that end game is, if you knew what that end destination is, you would know with crisp and precise clarity, with immense clarity, that yes, the lesson served to you, offered to you by your father, in the form of abuse physically, was the exact flavor of learning that you needed to become who you are. So consider switching your polarity from victim to the one in control. And you would find it a lot easier to forgive yourself and your father if you're the one in control, if you're making the rules of the game. I hope this was helpful. Now, that being said, I know that some trauma is just so much and so if if your trauma is so much that you can't even, even remotely approach the healing of it, then I have another quick exercise for you. Imagine you're floating in the ocean, and this ocean is this cobalt blue color. Cobalt uh, blue actually represents high-frequency divine masculinity. And I want you to imagine that on the bottom of the ocean, There's all this pain that your father caused you that you choose to bury deep, 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 deep. Because it's just too much for you to deal with. And frankly, if you never had to think of it again, that would be too soon. That kind of trauma. And I want you to allow that trauma to come up to the surface as you're floating up this ocean, to be lifted by an invisible force from the very bottom of that ocean and watch that thing come up to the surface and when it does it emerges as a bubble and the bubble bursts once it gets to the surface and then there's nothing there's just release and I want you to stay here and allow this trauma to come up and then when it's faced with the surface of the ocean just burst into nothing into thin air and so keep doing this. Uh, maybe you would need a few sessions of this because this release is important. If you feel like you cannot forgive your dad or like it's too much and there's so much pain, you're going to need to first work with your emotions. First, just release the pain a little bit here and there. It doesn't even have to be all the way and you don't have to you know, make this um, into a harder process than it actually is right? We're not yet dealing with a trauma. We're just releasing some of the pain, like baby steps. And once you release enough of the pain, you're going to notice that eventually whatever is left becomes bearable. Because the reason you're not able to forgive is this. And that's part of the reason why people have a hard time untying the karmic knot. Imagine you are, well, I don't know, let's say you're human. Fine. You don't have to imagine that you are human. But then the karmic knot that you're dealing with is the size of Mount Everest. Wouldn't you agree that you're, it's a little bit disproportionate based on where you are right now? Like, try untying anything the, month, uh, the, the, mm, <laughs> the size of Mount Everest and you're doomed from the get-go. So when you're facing this resistance with this, it means that the amount of pain is too big. So you accept, accept, um, essentially you're experiencing the human versus Mount Everest moment. So what I'm offering for you is an ability to release some of that pain so the karmic knot becomes the size of maybe an elephant instead of Mount Everest. All of a sudden, you're looking at an elephant, and at least you're like, okay, I can comprehend how I can possibly deal with this right now. It's at least in the vicinity of what I can do. Right? Mount Everest is so intimidating, you will never even try to deal with the amount of pain or trauma that is the size of Mount Everest. It is insurmountable, you're like, oh, pff, no way, no way, right? But if you make baby steps and reduce the size of the uh, problem by at least letting go some emotions, some of, of some of the emotions, then you could become a little bit more rational about the, the remaining trauma. And do the work that is required to releasing it, to release it. I hope this made sense. Also, I did make an episode about acceptance versus resistance. It was fairly recent. I think you should listen to that if that is your problem. If you're experiencing resistance, inside of the, when you are already inside of this episode, that means you recognize that you have some form of unhealed father trauma. Otherwise, you would not have not aligned with this. But at the same time, if this resistance comes through, that means it's too insurmountable. That means that you're not in the state of acceptance yet to a problem. If you're not in the state of acceptance to a problem, you cannot heal it because you're actively repelling the solution. So um, go listen to that episode and you know it has some, some healing exercises as well. I'm ready to receive another question from the collective, anything on the father topic. Speak now, as long as it serves a collective, I'm here to receive. I have, uh, this person is saying, I have been in years of therapy around my father. And I feel like every time I heal an aspect of our relationship, there is another pocket that opens up. And I feel like it's a never ending game. And I don't even know how much longer I can be in therapy because it just it just feels fruitless. And is there ever going to be the end to this round of just never-ending drama that I'm having with my father? Like, is there an end to this? Or am I going to be forever in therapy about this? And how can I possibly get out of this vicious cycle? So... um, Traditional therapy does not always optimize for speed. Is it normal um, that your trauma is layered? It is 100% normal. In fact, sometimes, um, and by the way, very often it happens with karmic relationships. Um, So if you've met your father figure in another life and you've had similar relationships with him before, or karmic relationships with him before by the way your father could have been your sister in the past life like anything was possible right then you would experience exactly what you just described pocket after pocket after pocket the reason being is because you're not even like when you're bringing up a new pocket through therapy what happens is you're actually probably pulling up something from a past life that's not even this life You could also be pulling up something from your subconscious, which is not necessarily just the past life, but like a memory that you so disowned that you didn't want to deal with it. So, but again, traditional therapy does not optimize for speed. In fact, it optimizes for you to keep coming back. So it's a little bit like a drug. Uh, They hook you and then they, they want you back. So it doesn't always have to be this way. What I recommend is you do past life regression to try to understand what other lives you had with your father. I, had, I made an episode about past life regressions. I believe I even made an episode that was a guided meditation on how to descend into a past life. For pockets like this, where it feels like it's never ending, here's why it happens. There is always the first domino incarnation. So when you're looking at karmic relationships, which you do in your case with your father, or the soul that is your father in this life, shall I say. There is that first domino that tied the knot. And then everything else just fell based on that first domino, based on the domino effect. So you can spend centuries in therapy and not get to the first domino because you're gonna keep opening up this pocket, pockets and portals because it's essentially trying to do the reverse of the domino effect. But it's not. it's starting from the very end, whereas the karma was created in the very beginning and then got exacerbated and got accentuated and amplified from there. So in order for you to speed up healing and to get to the root cause, root cause in spirituality, you guys, is the first domino. So anytime you're healing a very, very deep karmic wound, deep karmic relationship, you go to the first domino, not the fifth, not the 60th, not the 532nd. Because it's pointless to try to understand uh, domino number 532nd. Pointless, because there's 531 dominoes before it. So I mean, good luck to you, right? That is just very inefficient way to heal. If you want the efficient way to heal, you go to the first domino. How do you go to the first domino? When you're doing a past life regression, there is a choice involved. You are a being that is a sovereign being. You have choices. So call in that first domino life. Just ask the universe to show you the first domino that started your whole conundrum, your whole merry-go-round, karmic. Karmic merry-go-round. And the universe will show you where the first domino fell. And so if you heal that, right? If you allow yourself to accept that life, understand it, study it, and release it, then it actually cancels out every other domino after it, huh? Backwards doesn't work the same way. Your last domino is not going to fix your first domino. But your first domino fixes everything, because if the first domino doesn't fall, there is no domino effect. Am I making sense? I know this is a little esoteric, but I'm really glad you asked because now we're getting into the depth of healing and what's wrong with traditional psychotherapy potentially. Not that, I mean, listen, I, just like organized religion, there is something in it for, you know, the people that, like, it, it, like there are people that need it desperately is what I'm saying. It's a stepping stone into spirituality and, and the personal work and shadow work and all that good stuff. But I'm telling you, like, because you you've asked a very specific question, is there an end to it? The answer is yes, and the end is called domino number one. Can you reach it? Yes, you can reach it within one hour of past life regression. The choice is yours. After that, are there gonna be more layers beyond that? No, there won't be, there won't be. Not from past lives anyhow. And most of your pockets are past life related. All right. I'm going to take one last question from the collective on the topic of father consciousness, sorry, not consciousness, <laughs> of father trauma. Um, yeah, I'm ready to receive the question as long as it serves the larger collective. Um, the question is a lot of people Like a lot of traditional frameworks uh, of healing the relationship with a parent would actually suggest and propose that you, you know, call that person or talk to them. This is not what um, you have offered today. So, does it mean that it's not necessary, or are we uh, because this this listener is feeling like they're missing out unless they're physically talking to their father face to face now? Obviously. Things can only get better if you involve your actual father in the process of healing, if you can handle it. Because I have to give you things, suggestions that are going to work for the vast majority of you, I chose to not go that route because the amount of resistance in the collective to kind of like sitting down and, 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 and working thing, things through and having a heart-to-heart with their father is exorbitant. Like, we would be nowhere. Because I also have to factor in that, you know, you're not the only <laughs> the, the only variable in this uh, equation. Your father is. And not only can I not predict how your father is going to react, I also have no interest in giving you guys the different manipulative ways to get your dad to react a certain way because again free will is everything. And so if your father is open to conversing, is a flexible human, and you know would gladly listen about all the trauma that he caused you and then, you know, apologize, then that's amazing and then you should totally do it. But for every other case, start with energy first and start with the practices in, in this episode. Thank you so much for sticking through to the very end. Thank you for being here for this charged topic. I hope that the practices in this session really, really help you build a better life for yourself. You know, spirituality really starts with the basics. I'm a big believer that you cannot be fully spiritual until you reconnect with your uh, both of your parents. Heal that relationship. I think that as humans, we owe this to ourselves to try to heal that relationship at least energetically. So we don't have to carry the heaviness that not having a good relationship with our parents brings us. Our parents are meant to be our greatest support system. They can be our greatest support system, energetically, mentally, emotionally, and physically. They can be. And it is my great desire, my intention for humanity That today, and every day, we're going to take steps closer to being better, more holistic, wholesome families. Not taking steps that are taking us away from our parents. Separation is an illusion. You encompass the energy of your parents, and they encompass the energy of you. Eventually, we all go back into oneness. And so healing the relationship with our parents is not a nice-to-have, it's table stakes. And it will shift your life like nothing else will. Like honestly, between fixing your relationship with your parents and having an awakening, I would tell you, fix your relationship with your parents. Hello, I'm like the awakening proponent. That's why I showed up. And still I would tell you, no, go to your parents first. That's how foundational this is. It is the first brick, the first layer of, you know, the foundation of your house. Everything is built atop it. That foundation is shaky. That foundation is rotten. You're gonna have a really hard time. I'm sending you so much love. You can do this. You are stronger than you know. And now you also have the tools. I believe in you. Now you have to believe in yourself. Thank you, loves, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.